Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Ali Warshavsky, and today on our podcast, we are lucky to be joined with CEO of Movia Robotics, Jean-Pierre Bolat. He has developed a way for robotics to educate children with autism, and also we'll go into it a little bit later, but um, how to track their progress with some of these robots. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Ali. It's a real pleasure to be here. I was reading about your background and I just find it absolutely fascinating and I would love to know um, how you got where you are, but it looked like you were a retired naval officer, you were working in cybersecurity, and now you're in a career using robotics to help children. How did you get there? Yeah, thank you. I was uh, born and raised in Wallingford, Connecticut, and uh, went to the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, after I graduated, I served in the Navy 20 years, uh, flying planes, uh, and served all over the world. Uh, after uh, my retirement from the Navy, I started working in IT in Tokyo, Japan, and then made my way back here to Connecticut uh, about 10 years ago and uh, got into a lot of different things, defense industry, and uh, started some startup companies uh, in cybersecurity. How long were you in Tokyo for? Oh, a total of about 13 years, but most of that was while I was in the Navy and then about three years as a retired uh, civilian. Wow, uh, that's really cool that you got to see a, a way another part of the world works and operates. And when did you join Movia? I joined uh, about three and a half years ago, but I had met uh, Tim Gifford, the founder, uh, in, uh, during, in Hartford business circles uh, years before that, as he was developing his technology and uh, starting the company up. And I was always intrigued uh, by what he was doing, uh, especially because I, had, I have a son who was on the autism spectrum. And I read, so he um, founded it and, he, and it was also a partnership with UConn that really helped to get off the ground. Yeah, that's right. So he started his research uh, while he was uh, at UConn and uh, got an NIH grant from the National Institutes of Health. And uh, the purpose was to figure out whether or not robot assisted instruction actually worked and had efficacy. And he proved that it did. So then decided to take it out of the lab and put it into the classrooms. Now, you just uh, said the words robot-assisted instruction uh, systems, I believe, is what you fully call them. What exactly is that for someone like me who uh, doesn't really know those fancy words? Sure. So everybody knows what a robot is. So what we do is we use commercial off-the-shelf robots uh, that are attractive to kids and especially to kids on the autism spectrum. And we use that love, uh, the robots, as a delivery tool for instruction or for therapeutics. So the child develops a relationship, has discussions with the robots, they, they respect each other. And then the robot uses that rapport with the child to teach and to advance the child on therapeutic goals, educational goals, and other outcomes. So, you know, you say you have this robot in front of you or, or, or a child um, has it and they turn it on, you know, what's an example of maybe their first few conversations? And is it really like a conversation between the two? Yes, exactly. Uh, the first meeting we always wanna have uh, 
you know, the, the child and the robot get to know each other. So the robot asks the child's name, the child answers the robot, the robot tells the child his name, and then they start a conversation together. And that builds that rapport. So then they do some movement activities together. They have a little discussion and then they learn how to communicate together. And what we do is we have the, the child answer questions that the robot asks via a tablet. So the child can positively answer through a tablet and that data of the child's answers are, is collected in, in a laptop computer. And I know that um, you advertise that they help uh, children with autism explore, develop confidence and reduce anxiety. Three pretty different things. You know, how does it accomplish each one? You kind of already touched on like questions and answers, getting them maybe to be more communicative, which is something that sometimes people with autism will struggle with. But how does it help them uh, develop confidence? We'll, we'll start with that one. Yeah, sure. Um, when we all know that children with autism uh, sometimes have challenges with their human to human interactions. Uh, uh, so because of uh, the robot is non judgmental and it's a really safe space for this child, the child knows that it's a piece of technology, uh, but there's no predetermined bias against the robot. So that allows the child to really open up a little bit more. So the child will explore and answer questions he may not answer with, uh, you know, his teacher or a parent or go down avenues of learning that may not have been explored before. And it gives the child the confidence that he can make a mistake. He can say the wrong answer and the robot will positively guide him into the right direction. So, um, so it's a really wonderful, positive experience that boosts their confidence for success. And then the other part was it reduce anxiety. I guess part of it would be obviously they don't have that fear of being scolded or made fun of for a wrong answer, but are there other ways that the robot can help reduce anxiety? Yeah, we find not only with the children, uh, and you just mentioned exactly, there, there's no fear. There's no fear, there's no judgment. Uh, so they have a wonderful positive relationship that calms down the child. We've found that uh, kids who may come into a classroom um, a little bit upset over something, they can sit down and open up to the robot and the robot, just by the conversation or playing a game together, uh, it reduces that child's anxiety. But it also helps with uh, you know, teachers or therapists or parents as well, mm -hmm. because they can allow the robot to do the heavy lifting of the interaction and sit back and really observe and assess uh, the child. So what's an example of a question it might ask a child? Well, we've got, uh, you know, hundreds of uh, different lessons and activities, so I can name off a bunch of them. But, uh, you know, one of the ones that's really been successful in, in several of our schools in the state is teaching a child to, to say hello and goodbye. So it's a role play scenario where the robot says, hello, Allie. How are you? And then the child is offered the opportunity to respond. And then they go back and forth with hello, how are you? Have a nice day. Goodbye. Goodbye. So teaching that that type of conversational skill.
which is something that people take for granted, the ability to just say hello and goodbye and start a conversation it could be very difficult for someone on the spectrum. Um, you, you know, you did mention uh, that it's, I believe you just said some schools and therapist office, I guess, primarily where are the robots being used? Are people taking them home? Can they purchase one for home use or are they something where you're, it's gonna be more dedicated to a classroom setting? Yeah, so when we went to market in uh, 2019, we had our first product called the Teacher's Aid. And the Teacher's Aid was focused on being in the classroom to teach a, a group of kids or one-on-one -on -one, uh, with each child in the classroom. And then on our roadmap, we had what's called the Home Pal, which is the robot that we would provide to families. And so that families can use this technology as well. But then all of a sudden COVID hit last year and all the schools shut down. So we flipped our model and we directly marketed to the homes. And we have over 75 systems right now in, in homes of uh, families that really were needing the supports. So that's working out very, very well. Um, our robots that are in homes all over the, all over the world, actually. Uh, so we have some in Australia, here in the United States, Canada, and England right now. And then the third product that uh, we just launched recently is the, the Therapal. And that mm -hmm. is targeted for therapists to use for robot-assisted interventions. Yeah, oh, that is one of the questions I had because I believe that's one of the ones that became registered with the FDA in October, correct? That is correct. Um, one of the questions I had is, what does that mean for you to have something registered with the FDA? Does that help you? Um, certainly probably does not hurt you. Yeah, so what we have done over the past year uh, to year and a half was behind the scenes develop a you know, quality system so that we could provide this uh, through the, you know, the you know, medical uh, prescriptions perhaps in the future. Uh, there's been, there have been several products out there on the market that have prescribable like tablet-based apps for children with ADD or ADHD. So we wanted to follow that pathway so that more families can have access to this wonderful therapeutic intervention. So the first step in that process is to register the product with the FDA. And now that it's registered and we have uh, the systems in place, we're on the pathway to get uh, FDA certification eventually. That's great. And the Therapal Progress Tracker, you said something therapists are using. And when I was reading about it, it said that it helps you learn more about what the children are using or how they're using the robots, correct? Like what type of data is it, um, is it processing and recording for you so that you can proceed to help the child? Yeah, the system is very sophisticated in its data collection. So uh, the progress tracker collects all of the responses from the child that the child responds through the tablet. So the time of response, the right answers, wrong answers, how many times a child needs to ask for help, and all of that data is recorded. We also afford the, the operator, the parent or the therapist or the teacher to indicate different log files of actions the child may be taking, attention the child is uh, paying to the, the robot, or if the child is dysregulated or happy or happy, you know, very regulated. So all of that data is recorded in the progress tracker. And that is what a therapist can use to 
further assess the child's progress. And we keep using the word um, child. Uh, these are made for children. Is there a specific age range that it should serve or that um, has been using it? Yeah, one of the interesting things uh, about the, the product is that it really does work for any age range. Um, we have targeted uh, most of our uh, lessons, activities, and games towards a cognitive age of three to the early teens. However, we have a lot of adults who are on the autism spectrum, but a cognitive age of maybe a fifth grader. So that the product works for that. We have 18 year olds using it uh, very effectively and learning you know, more than they ever did before. So it does work across a lot of age ranges. So it seems that too, if the more severe, or I should say um, where you are in the spectrum could determine when you're using it too. Um, like you said, if, if you're 25, but your cognitive behavioral uh, behavior is of a fifth grader, it's good use for you. So it really depends on where you fall in the spectrum or are there lesson plans that might be better for for uh, children who are um, more high functioning, um, better at interacting, but still need a little bit of help in certain areas. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly it. Um, you know, you said that you uh, joined because you had uh, a son with on the spectrum, correct? You know, has he been able to use this um, or if he hasn't, because I know that this is relatively new, what has your experience been? Do you feel like there's a lot of misconceptions around the spe on being on the spectrum? Yeah, I think uh, one of the one of the missions of our company is to make uh, life for those on the autism spectrum and with other special needs more inclusive. Um, you know, and and it is a spectrum for a reason. There, there's a wide variety of you know what they would call high functioning or lower functioning uh, um, uh, individuals on on the autism spectrum. Uh, my son was uh, is is very high functioning. And uh, he could have used this system when he was growing up, you know, to help him with some social skills, perhaps. Uh, so that would have helped out. But as a matter of fact, we actually had my son working for us over the summer, uh, translating our software and content into Japanese for the Japanese market. Not, not an easy job. So he's clearly doing very well. Um, I know that it is a, world, a product that can be used worldwide, but because you are based in Connecticut, Bristol is, is your headquarters. Mm -hmm. um, is it being used more in Connecticut? Are you guys looking to kind of push it out to more states and more countries, but the home base is here? Yeah, so, you know, we started out in Connecticut, our headquarters is in Bristol, and, and obviously, uh, we want to reach every single school district in Connecticut, and we've proven that model out really nicely. Uh, we're now uh, really branching out heavily into Massachusetts. Uh, we, we just uh, did our first delivery to Massachusetts last month, and we've got about five more school systems uh, calling us uh, in Massachusetts. We're in California. We're in a lot of different other school systems around uh, the, uh, the country. Uh, but our biggest client is the Department of Defense. We have, uh, we have over 145 systems in 40 DOD schools all around the world. So these are schools that are on US military bases uh, for deployed uh, service members who have children with autism they're using it in those elementary schools. 
That's amazing. You know, what is your dream for this company in five years? Yeah, so uh, obviously the dream is to, to have one of these systems into every family and school uh, that needs it. Um, so that's the goal and that's the mission of, of our company. Uh, but, you know, one of the other, you know, visions that I have is uh, I always ask the educators uh, this question, you know, what special needs student gets homework every night? And typically the answer is, well, not many. So if they have a robot in the classroom and the teacher runs a certain child through a, a, a lesson and he, he does better, that teacher can call mom at home and say, hey, run Johnny through that coins lesson again. And the reinforcement of that would bring the equity in the education that the typically developing kids get. We all get homework and that reinforces <laughs> what we learn. Well, let's get some homework for these kids too and get a robot in the school and in the home and, and provide that great equity of education. And probably makes it more manageable for the parent because if I think if parents learned anything over the past two years, it's very juggle, very hard to juggle their child's academic career with their career, especially if they have special needs. And this would just be a little extra reinforcement, like you said, but also just take some of the pressure off of um, trying to explain things in ways that it's, it's a little bit tougher and, and we're not, we don't all know. One of the things that differentiates us from any other company out there uh, that's doing something like this is we are robot agnostic. So we use the best of breed robots that are out there. And right now our family, uh, we have four great robots um, that are in our family. So, um, the tallest one is three feet tall. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, it's a great one. The kid, the little kids, love it. they give it a hug and, you know, they really have a great respect and uh, it's great for group activities. Uh, then we have a fully articulating one that's uh, been a stalwart in the robotics community called the now. And we have the, you know, the cutest little one uh, that we're deploying to homes mostly is the uh, home pal, the Kebby robot. So it's about a foot tall. Okay, so they're all they're all uh, have a presence to them. They're not like an action figure. Um, and you did say that there. So if you if a someone did have one, they connect their iPad to it. So even if someone's nonverbal, they'd be able to participate with the robot. Exactly. Uh, the system that we provide has a laptop for the you know the parents or the instructor or the therapist, the robot, and then a tablet. And so you're right. This works with nonverbal children. Uh, the only thing that uh, we really need is for the child to have receptive language. They can listen. Um, we've even had teachers use it with uh, uh, children that are blind uh, and, and they've been able to actually listen and, and, and work with the robot and they love, they love the sensory. And this is probably um, a weird question for you, but something I was just thinking of like, where are these, there are they, they're made in Bristol. I mean, cause these are specialized project. I, I don't see them being mass produced, right? Or is it a little bit of a slower process to put one of these together? Yeah, so we buy uh, robots from our partners. So we get okay. the robots from robot manufacturers around the world. Okay. Uh, most of, most of our, our robots, they come from Taiwan, China, or Japan. And uh, we actually have another one uh, that is from uh, Colorado, but obviously everything's sort of manufactured in China nowadays. 
so so we partner with the robotics manufacturers and we gotcha. bring the robots in. Then we build the system and the software. So we focus on the software, the human robot interaction, the delivery, and the content. So we have our a team of uh, special educators and therapists that write and review all of our content to make sure the delivery is up to the right standards. So ballpark, how big is your team? Right now we have uh, 21 full-time employees uh, plus several contractors and some part-timers. Wow. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and explain all of this to us. Was, um, when we did come across your article about being having some of the devices FDA approved, we just thought the product was so fascinating and we wanted to learn about more. So I just want to open up the floor to you if there's anything else you wanted to add about the robots, the company, or the people um, that you are working with right now to develop even more new and exciting products. The floor is yours. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, and joining the, the CBIA has been a, is, is a highlight for us, really. So I want to thank you for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I'd love to talk to all of the member companies because we have programs that we've developed for companies who have employees that have children on the spectrum so that we can offer companies discounted rates so that they can ease the, the burden for their employees. So I'd love to, to talk to anybody out there, corporations who are looking to either uh, put one in their community, in their local school, or to uh, uh, get a system for their employees to help out their employees in their wellness programs. Uh, give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, that is a great idea because um, there are so many big corporations in this area that you know that the statistics would show that at least one person has a child um, with autism spectrum disorder. And the good news is it's robots can't catch COVID. They don't spread it, right? So <laughs> no risk there bringing one of those into your home. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you again for joining us on the CBIA BizCast. You can listen and subscribe to our BizCast at cbia.com. You can also subscribe on Apple, YouTube, and SoundCloud. We'll see you next week.